this is a hub hopper original i am vishwanath your host i am a sports mind trainer and sports mental performance analyst this is my 78th episode in the winning edge talks series the topic of this episode is victims of olympics pressure though hans selye the father of stress said long ago stress is the salt of life today it has gone against the human race there is simply too much stress in the world and the modern day man is a victim of psychosomatic diseases this has made the world health organization to declare stress as the epidemic of the 21st century it's a race out there and everyone is under stress and pressure it has even caught up with children these days the covid-19 pandemic has worsened this situation stress is felt when there is an imbalance between the challenge and the ability if you have to describe pressure scientifically it's nothing but physical force exerted on an object when used in a sentence you can call pressure as an attempt to persuade someone to do something in life psychological pressure is caused by external demands expectations and challenges we have to agree to the fact that pressure and stress are inescapable in everyday life they are useful up to a certain limit but when it becomes unmanageable it causes distress in life we wear different hats and perform different roles and when we at any situation perceive that the outcome of our performance is dire to us and something is at stake and we don't want to fail then we are under pressure this is what is experienced in sports the world of sports which is estimated to be 750 billion dollars is a commercial activity and sports as a career is now professional competitive sports throws up lots of pressure competition can be a do or die situation for an athlete with lot at stake the outcome of a contest can become very important to an athlete for an athlete bigger the competition greater is the pressure unless he has experienced it before and knows how to handle it india put in its best ever olympics performance at tokyo with seven medals comprising one gold two silvers and four bronze medals this performance bettered the previous best of six medals at the london olympic games the tokyo olympics had a fairy tale ending for india they were languishing with five medals and suddenly on the penultimate day neeraj chopra won the gold and bajrang punia the bronze for india to take the tally to seven this came as a huge sigh of relief and satisfaction for the medal starved nation there is a mixed bag of feelings among indians the euphoria over winning the gold and the disappointment of not achieving 15 or at least a minimum of 10 medals that were expected i attribute olympics 
pressure as the reason for this shortfall for how long we indians are going to remain satisfied with what we get while our neighboring country china with the same population as ours is a dominant country in the world of sports china has won a whopping tally of 88 medals at the olympic games and stands second in the medals tally let's get to the positives of the olympics for india while we congratulate all the medal winners for their stupendous performance let's also give it to those who missed a medal by a whisker the names of aditi ashok the women's hockey team and a few others come to our mind there is a lot to be happy with the performance of the 4 into 100 meters men's relay team that failed to qualify to the finals but came out with their heads held high after creating an asian record in steeple chase avinash sable bettered his very own national record arvin singh and arjun lal made india proud by entering the semi finals a first at the olympics for india in rowing sharath kamal gave the best olympics performance of his career who can forget the malang match manika batra had a good outing she will come out richer with this experience bhavani devi's qualification in the fencing event and a first round win caught everyone's eye Faud Mirza shone for India in equestrian. The most disappointing feature of the Olympics was that many Indian athletes were not able to improve on their personal record. If you can't do that, how will you get to the Olympics medal bracket to challenge the biggies? First, let's look at the smaller disappointments. In swimming, Srihari Nataraj and Sajan Prakash could not better their own timings that gave them the direct qualification to the Olympics for the first time Sai Pranit India's badminton star looked off color maybe he was missing his original coach Murli Sri Shankar couldn't go past his own longest jump of 8.26 meters In an event that was marred by rain, Kamalpreet Kaur could not improve the distance of a career best throw of 66.59 meters in discus, let alone enter the Olympic bracket. There was a lot that was expected from Tejinder Pal Thur, short put, Seema Punia, discus, Vikas Krishnan, boxing, but they disappointed. Satyan The tricky table tennis player lost to Lam Sin Han of Hong Kong after leading 3-1 after the match his long-time coach yes Raman said Satyan succumbed to pressure this defeat can't be explained he would have won games from these positions on any given day but today he couldn't do it It's time for the moderate disappointments now. Vinesh Pogat who hails from the famed Pogat family was the world number 
and the top seed of the Olympics in the 57 kg category. She was in the running for gold medal, but she crashed out. Though she has won gold medals for her country, both at the Commonwealth and the Asian Games, she has failed to win even a bronze medal at the Olympics. Disappointing, isn't it? This is her second Olympics. Rio was her first. What was so scary about Olympics when she has the ability and the records to match? Amit Pangal, who participated in the 52 kg category, was world number one. He got a bye for the first match, but lost to the unranked Colombian in his second. A lot was expected from the Indian boxers when they travelled to Rio in 2016, but they returned home empty-handed. The boxers dashed India's hopes again at Tokyo 2020, except for the bronze from Lovlina Borgohain. What has the world number one, number two status to do with? Poor showing of Vinesh Pogat, Amit Pangal, Deepika Kumari, and the shooters of India at the Tokyo Olympics. Perhaps the best answer to this question comes from the 2012 Games bronze medalist Gagan Narang. Speaking to the Times of India, he said, "The world number one tag fetches more pressure than desired." The pressure of expectation from the world number one is higher compared to an unranked player. When you are top ranked in any event, nobody expects anything less than a gold from you. It plays on your mind. When I used to shoot, I always made sure to put full focus and attention on building a perfect technique. Under pressure, if it yielded results, it was fine. But the focus was never about rankings and result in the lead up to the Olympics. The demerit of the world rankings is that it deceives you into thinking that you are on top of the world and the best is reserved for you. Experts feel that the world rankings that the Indians have earned. are misleading because they were awarded 2 years ago and due to the pandemic many events were cancelled and they could not test their status by competing against the best in the world many say the world number 1 status is a is a delusion since many top countries and individual athletes don't participate in all the world championships True, isn't it? Now let's arrive at the most disappointing categories: shooting and archery. Lot of investment and encouragement has gone into shooting because this was a sport that was expected to deliver more medals for India. Perhaps the world number one ranking of these shooters fueled hopes in the medal-starved nation. In the shooting squad. we had some big names talented and capable 
they had proved themselves in the World Cups and the other championships. You may say the World Cups and the championships where the rankings were earned are not the most challenging competitions. But to get these scores that propelled them to the world number one status proves that they have the stuff in them. What went wrong for them now? This shooting squad was a bunch of youth and experience. Anyone could be expected to win a medal for you on their given day. So, the expectations are true and justified. But in Tokyo, that was not to be. They suffered a meltdown caused by Olympic pressure. Even this time around, the shooting contingent could not add a medal to India's best medal tally of seven. This dismal performance of the shooters forced Mr. Raninder Singh, president of NRAI, to say, I am completely at loss for words. I feel we had done everything in our capacity to provide the best facilities to the shooters. But if we still don't win a medal, I don't know what to say. The expectations on shooters were more than in any other sport India participated in. The simple reason for this collective failure was that they were trying too hard to fulfill the weight of the expectations. The shooters garnered more attention from the media and the medal-hungry public than any other sport. Sometimes too much of encouragement coming from the media, the public and the government also puts extra pressure on the athletes. The media, which is always on the lookout for something to sensationalize, gave the shooters and the archers lots of publicity and hype. This could have added to the pressure to deliver on the biggest stage of a sporting event, the Olympics. The shooters obviously knew that the government and the private sponsors had given them a lot of encouragement and support. This could have put pressure on them to live up to all these expectations and to give back for all that they had received. The coach controversy that Manu Bakar was a part of and the gun malfunction didn't help matters for her. The only silver lining was the performance of Saurabh Chaudhary. Although he too didn't get a medal, Saurabh is known to be a cool customer when it comes to handling pressure. He proved just that during the Olympics. If he continues doing this at the biggest stage, he will win a lot of medals for India in future. Considering the Paris Olympics is just three years away, it is reported that the coaches of the shooting team are young and inexperienced and they lack the acumen to lead the young team of shooters in a high-pressure competition like the Olympics. Hina Sidhu, a former Olympic shooter, speaking to The Bridge, a digital sports portal in the Oh My Olympics episode, said shooters should have been 
simulated as to what to expect at the Olympics. Their training should have been hard. All those things that happened to them in the match, they should have gone through 15-20 times in practice. They were not mentally prepared for the Olympics. The shooters think pressure at the World Cups is the same as in the Olympics. It is not. The World Cups are not bringing the same pressure. In the same interview for the bridge, after told about Manu Bakar's remark, I tried too hard, maybe that's why I didn't perform well. Hina Sidhu replied, if she thinks she tried too hard and that's the reason why she couldn't deliver, maybe that was the wrong kind of effort she was putting in. She was trying to put up a score. You know, you can't think about the score. You have to think about the process. How you have been doing? How to shoot a good shot? What is the essence of a good shot? That's it. It's you, your gun and the target. That is all. After returning from Tokyo, Manu Bakar said, speaking to CNN News 18 TV channel, I couldn't perform to my caliber and it upset me. Things were not in my control. She also added that the differences with her previous coach, Jaspal Rana, affected her mentally. Vijay Kumar Sharma, a shooter and a silver medalist at the 2012 London Olympics, echoes with the same feelings. Writing for Times of India, he said, The Olympic Games are totally different to the World Cup events in terms of pressure with the best competitors lining up with you. There must be an extra effort during training in bringing that mental toughness. Perhaps the present squad was unable to do that. It is also vital that the coaches must help an athlete manage pressure. I read about Deepika Kumari saying that she too tried too hard for a medal. As a sports psychology coach, I wonder what is this trying too hard is all about. In shooting and archery, if they are trying too hard, they are trying mentally too hard and not physically. Because they don't have to raise their strength and stamina physically. When they try too hard, they try to do it consciously and the performance is subconscious and not conscious. All your stored skills must come from your subconscious and any negative conscious thinking can confuse your childlike subconscious and sabotage your performance. In any combat sport, you get into physical combat with your opponent and in the case of response games, you respond to the ball sent by your opponent. But shooting and archery are target sports. You shoot at your target in your lane. Your opponent does not interfere in your shooting. The only interference that can happen is your own conscious interference which is full of negativity. The only time when you can be put under pressure is when your opponent 
scores a 10 consistently or hits a bull's eye and you have been shooting 7s and 8s. Even here, you can't control your opponent's shooting and what you can control is your shooting and your next shot. This happens to our archers. The sight of the Korean archers chokes them and they go into a freeze. This does not have to be the case. The archers and the shooters can be mentally trained to let go of what happened and focus on the next shot, shutting off what is happening around them. Mind trainers can desensitize them with systematic desensitization and visualization techniques. I am surprised. The shooters have their own sports psychologists and Deepika Kumari and her husband Athanu Das have been seeing a psychologist since 2017. I am sure the sports psychologists would have drilled into them that it is about the process, technique, execution and being in the moment and not about the outcome. Medals will come later when your scores are tabulated and compared. Maybe the shooters and archers wanted to win the Olympic medals desperately. That they forgot the basics their psychologists and former shooters had given them and what they themselves knew very well in their journey to the Olympics. When you talk of archery, the picture of Deepika Kumari is all I can imagine. I sympathize with the poor girl. She has the talent, the ability, the records and the experience of playing in the Olympics. You know what is to be done, but your mental approach to the Olympics is faulty and your desperation for a medal is failing you. In fact, the Tokyo Olympics was her third Olympics, but she failed to deliver on the big stage. I bring to you some of the excerpts of the PTI Hindustan Times interview with Deepika Kumari. This interview was published on 9th August 2021, a few days ago. I am thankful to the media house for bringing up this interview that has supported my analysis on the debacle of the Indian archers and shooters at the Olympic Games. The Hindustan Times reports. In the form of her life, after winning five World Cup medals this year, Indian archer Deepika Kumari carried the hopes of 1.3 billion Indians to get the sport their first Olympic archery medal in Tokyo. Ace Indian archer confessed that she needs to stop buckling under the pressure of performance at the Olympic Games and approach the biggest sporting stage from a different perspective to deliver desired results in future. But it turned out to be an anticlimactic situation as she fizzled out without putting up a fight in both her individual and mixed pair quarterfinals encounters to cap yet another horror Olympic campaign. Pressure of the five Olympic rings is becoming too much, she confessed in this exclusive interview. 
Deepika said she has understood that instead of running after the medals, she needs to work on enjoying the moment at the Olympics, something they lack. Everyone keeps saying, we don't have a medal, we don't have a medal. We think of it thousand times there and it dominates our psyche. It's a mental blockade and goes on affecting our technique. It's high time that I introspect into my game and see it in a different perspective now. There are certain things we are lacking too much. Basically, we need to change the perspective of our games. We have to see all games equally, be it the World Cup, the World Championships or the Olympics. But there we think too much about a medal. We have to take it easy and enjoy the moment. In the World Cup or World Championships too, the medal is the ultimate goal, but we never keep thinking about it. But once we reach the Olympics, we are not able to get over the thoughts of winning a medal. We need to work on it. She was referring to her quarterfinal loss to Korean 20-year-old An San in straight sets lasting less than 6 minutes. An San, who ended up winning the gold en route to making a clean sweep of three medals, also looked under pressure against Deepika and shot 26 in the last two sets. But Deepika was worse as she misfired three sevens and one eight in a row to concede the match in a meek surrender. Five and a half hours before that, Deepika Kumari was at her best and eliminated Russian veteran Senia Persova, hitting a 10 to win a thrilling shoot-off match. I just rested in the break and wanted to keep myself calm for the match. But I don't know what happened there all of a sudden. She said of the three sevens. I was shooting very well and satisfied with my release. But the arrow simply did not hit the center. That's a mystery. Both me and my coach, Mim Gurung, were clueless. I admire Deepika Kumari for coming out with the truth with regards to her struggles at the Olympics. Deepika Kumari's revelation coming out of the lessons she has learned is not only for her, but also for the other Indian athletes who are aiming for the Paris Olympics in 2024. What she has said are golden words that have to be etched on stone so that they don't get washed away. Olympic pressure doesn't spare even the best. Even the greatest of athletes whom we refer these days as the GOAT, greatest of all times, have fallen prey to mental meltdown and choked under pressure. Your subconscious mind doesn't discriminate between the greatest and the novice players. I can recall a dozen names right now. Speaking of the Tokyo Olympics, many great athletes have been victims of Olympics pressure and mental health issues. Maybe the COVID pandemic, lockdowns, bio-bubbles and the protocols may have contributed negatively. Novak Djokovic 
was chasing his first Olympic gold medal and wanted to achieve the golden Grand Slam. He couldn't even win a bronze. Simon Biles, the goat of gymnastics, withdrew from her competitions at Tokyo, citing pressure, anxiety, and mental health issues. Naomi Osaka, the tennis world number two and the torch bearer of the Olympics for Japan, lost in the second round. Her battles with anxiety, depression, and mental health issues are not yet over. The other names I can remember are Noah Lyles, the US sprinter, Kento Momota, the Japanese badminton player, and the Japanese gymnast Kohel Uchimura. Even India's very own PV Sindhu, silver medalist at Rio and bronze medalist at Tokyo this year, admitted that at Rio, she was less under pressure compared to Tokyo. At Rio, she was still young, inexperienced, and was a dark horse. But at Tokyo, she was trying to change the color of her medal from silver to golden. She was carrying the expectations of 1.3 billion Indians. I'm not saying that she lost her semifinals to pressure. In fact, her opponent was too good for her. The reason she came back from a semi-final loss to win the bronze medal was her mental toughness and the ability to handle pressure. She is now a veteran of many hard-fought battles and knows how to handle pressure. To a mentally untrained athlete, the World Olympics becomes a dragon that is trying to devour you. This is because Olympics is the biggest test of your life. The Olympics, being the biggest sporting spectacle on earth, assumes very high importance and significance. I remember reading about this in the book Bounds, How Champions Are Made, authored by Matthew Syed. Matthew Syed was a British table tennis player who took part in the Sydney Olympics in 2000. Lot was expected from Matthew during the Olympics, but he choked in his very first match. Later on, he went on to become a sports journalist. I bring to you an anecdote from the book Bounds, written by Matthew Syed. This book was published by Fourth Estate London. The year was 2002, Salt Lake City, Utah, United States. This was the venue of the Winter Olympics. The competitors of the 500 meters speed skating race are all getting ready. Some of the athletes were pacing up and down, others were warming up, shaking their hands and legs. Others are talking to their coaches. But Sarah Lindsay, a 21-year-old British skater, is not doing any of these. She is seated, breathing slowly and talking to herself. She was saying, it's only bloody speed skating. It's only bloody speed skating. The race got over and she won. After the race, a puzzled Matthew Syed was observing her, asked her the reason for her seeing this. She replied, I was trying to convince that the finals of the Olympics was a triviality that did not matter more than a training session. By alleviating the pressure, I was giving myself the opportunity to compete 
without fear and choking. She added, the problem with Olympics is not that you want it too little, but you want it too much. You can become desperate to win a medal and you can choke. It was the first Olympics for Sarah Lindsay. She had spent four years building up for the moment. She had endured hardships, innumerable hours of purposeful training and countless personal sacrifices. She had a record of choking in important events leading up to the Olympics. That's the reason she was saying to herself, it's only bloody speed skating. My dear athletes of India, you too like Sarah Lindsay have put in number of dedicated years of hard work and sacrifice to reach the Olympics. It's understandable for you to say, I worked so hard for this moment, I must not let go of this opportunity. I must win a medal for myself and the country. By saying this, you are putting yourself under pressure. Though what you are saying is logical and sensible. It is coming from your analytical conscious mind and your all-powerful subconscious mind that does the execution does not understand the logic behind the statement. Normally, athletes try too hard in these situations and try to perform consciously. Their technique suffers. The conscious interference confuses the subconscious mind and you choke. You are unable to think and execute to your liking. The best solution to this is to allow the subconscious to do its job without thinking too much. So, dear athletes, follow Deepika Kumari's advice. It's not a life and death situation out there. It is just bloody Olympics and it is just bloody archery or shooting or whatever. Go there and just do it like what Nike says. So, summing up, let's not give too much importance to the Olympics. It is just another competition for you. Mentally prepare for the Olympics. Visualize seeing yourself compete in pressure situations of the Olympics. Treat the Olympics as a challenge, an opportunity, a privilege and an honor to be representing your country. When you are executing, be in the moment and not think too far ahead. Take care of the process, the technique, the execution and the performance. The results will take care of themselves. Use positive self-talk and positive mindset. Relaxation regulation techniques like deep breathing. Hope you'll be able to cope up with pressure in a better way in the next Olympics. Best of luck to all of you for Paris 2024. This is Vishwanath signing off. You were listening to the Winning Edge Talks podcast.